right, happy Monday. Good morning, good evening. I love getting the shows off with a with a with a, a huge amount of excitement. I am your host Charlie Shram. You are listening and watching another epic episode of Untold Stories where twice a week together we dive deep with some of crypto's most influential leaders, brilliant folks, those who are really making us understand where the industry is going, how we can learn from it, so many cool stories, who people are, how they got into the space. And a lot of the times it's like projects we've never heard about, communities we've never heard about. There are so many people who read just like Bloomberg and Wall Street Journal and they read like the talking heads. They, they watch the talking heads, they listen to the talking heads and they're like, yeah, you know, the, the crypto industry, there's nothing going on there. It's just a bunch of recycled money over and over again. And I'm like, just listen to one episode of this show. One episode of this show. And, and today you'll hear another one. Sarah Figueroa will be here talking about GeoJam. But just every episode, it's like it's like that TV show we watched as a kid, the Big Rock Candy Mountain, when they opened up the slide and they went into this whole world. We go into these whole worlds of communities, metaverse, different people doing all these different things and really like whatever lingo we want to use, whether it's like Web3 or New Rails or blah, blah, blah. We, we, we have to admit something is going on here and everything, how we've been doing everything for the past 20 years is completely changing and how we're going to be doing it over the next 20 to 50 to 100 years. Thank you guys for listening to this show. We're episode 305, something like this. Uh, Sarah Figueroa, thank you so much for coming on Untold Stories and to be able to tell us, you know, what's what you've been up to and to show us like another unique cool aspect of our industry and that is this whole like world of user engagement and, and inventing new type of like consensus algorithms and all these different things welcome thank you so much for having me charlie it's so it's such a pleasure to be here i'm a huge fan of your podcast and your show and i think everything you're doing for the space is so impactful and it's just an honor to be here i feel like everything the space is doing for me every time i come on the show that's how i feel thank you for what you're doing because you're full-time and building out a whole different, you know, I just want to give everyone an introduction about yourself. Uh, you're a serial entrepreneur with 10 years of experience building and designing consumer tech companies centered around social media, entertainment, and community, which is really like almost the trifecta of what you need, like the skills that you need, you know, community building, crypto, down from, from what Satoshi did. Satoshi built a community. There was no value to Bitcoin for the first three, four years, but he built a hyper niche successful community of people that love each other. You are a member of the Rolling Stone Culture Council. You uh, started a, a company, uh, a one box agency, a creative agency for brands, events and talent. And then now you're, you're running GeoJam. You know, before we get into it, how did you get into the space? Yeah, so I love cryptocurrency. I remember reading Ethereum's white paper for the first time and just being blown away at everything that you can do. And social media has always been one of my passions. Right. And, but first and foremost, I bought a mining machine in 2015 and I started mining Ethereum just because I was so, I just thought it was the coolest thing ever. And from there, I just decided that it really needed to have a decentralized social media platform on the blockchain. And there was so much that you can do. And as I dove a little bit deeper, just that sense of community that I thought was lacking in every other industry that I had worked in crypto happened to have. People were so motivated to build together and that was so inspiring. And so in 2017, when I originally had the idea for GeoJam, I wanted to build it on the blockchain, but we decided to go 
the traditional route at first, just because the space, I don't know if it was ready for the celebrities that we had access to. They just weren't, I don't think they were at the point of being ready yeah. to jump in to crypto and blockchain. So we went the more traditional route and built our own unique currency that was called Jam Points. It wasn't on the blockchain. It was just a kind of like an airline mile, um, an in-app digital currency. And so from there, we ended up getting a lot of celebrities to work with us and fans earn these jam points on the platform for engagement. And then about a year ago, we decided to convert our jam points to jam token and go on that journey. And now we're getting ready to launch jam inside of our app. And that's been really, really exciting. You're not the first person to actually attempt that and go through that process. I always thought the perfect utilities for these token projects are ones that already utilize loyalty points or miles or some sort of token in the first place, right? Like I always thought American Express would be the first ones running to convert, you know, membership rewards points into into a blockchain token. I thought that airlines, you'd be able to have like a single universal crypto that for all airline points, you know, but I realized that it's almost like companies want to have like a gated mechanism for loyalty and convincing them to open up their whole ecosystem for this like open-ended token type of thing was a hard sell. You know, can you, why did you go through that process? Well, I think like with other companies, they want it to remain centralized. Their loyalty programs, they want it to continue to be centralized. And for us, we didn't want it to be centralized. We felt like more and more because jam points were centralized, we became more and more of like a marketing agency rather than a tech company. And so there was really an, because we were having to decide, okay, well, how much would a fan pay to fly on a private jet with Mariah Carey? Or how much, How what's the value of being on a billboard with Machine Gun Kelly? And we didn't want to decide that. We wanted the community to really decide that. And that's why we needed to go onto the blockchain and create a digital current, a cryptocurrency, because there's a limited supply. With Jam Points, we didn't have a limited supply. And the market really determines the value and by, therefore, we're able to determine, put a value on fandom and what, how much is worth word of mouth and promotional efforts and loyalty worth. And that's the power of our token. I was watching a TV show last night called Hacks, and she was trying to, she's a famous comedian trying to sell her special to like Netflix or whatever to do like a stand-up comedy special. And she gets nose for every meeting because that, you know, she's had decades and decades of worth and fandom but in that moment, she was kind of like on the outs. And I remember this line, you just what you were talking about opens up to a line that she said as she's walking out of a meeting with like Netflix. And she's like, this town just makes you remember how worthless you are. And you're, you know, you're li- you're living in the Hollywood area. You're out there. You're almost with people. And I'm out there all the time. We do a lot of shows from L.A. It's amazing. But I'm with folks who really have built decades and decades of careers but the distribution channels have reaped all the profits. And then when it comes down to like self-worth, how do you measure that? And, and you're almost like, how are you giving people a way to do that? Yeah, so really what we're doing, GeoGM is the ultimate social media platform. We put the community first and we are allowing communities and creators to earn and create together. And we're really putting, what's really unique about what we're doing is that we're really the only platform not only allowing the creator to monetize content, but the creation of it. So the community is actually taking place in helping people, creators, come up with their ideas, whether that's like a merch line or where they should play their next tour or just like really anything. Um, the community can send proposals, vote on polls, 
and also engage in competitions and get rewarded for giving data to their favorite creators. And that's, that's really fun and unique. And we've done anything from send me your design, my album art, or like, let's all plant trees all over the place and let's try to get to a million trees planted. So it really works for any type of decentralized community or even a bachelorette party. So it, it's really, really fun. It's almost like a mobile first governance tool for everyone. Well, wait, how would it, I understand how this could be cool for like, if you're a fan of Mariah Carey or Machine Gun Kelly, and I'd love to hear how like some of those proposals work and things, but what do you mean by like bachelor, bachelor party? Like if you're just a group of friends, you can propose ideas or plan a trip or where should you go? And these groups of friends can engage. You can kind of think about it as like a telegram or a discord, but really engaging and has a much better user experience. Could this be like applied to like, imagine if you're, uh, an island of like a thousand people and you're all self-sufficient. Could this be attributed to that like type of community? Yes, of course. You can do anything. It's just makes group decisions fun. Walk us through it. So you can, let's say that you're a part of Mariah Carey's community. You go into Mariah Carey's community. You can propose ideas to her. She can propose ideas directly to her community. So where should I do my next show? What should be my album art? design my NFT collection. And so the fans can actually design that NFT and then the community votes on which one the best one is. And the fans get rewarded for helping, becoming her army, essentially. There's also, or some a fan can propose, hey, Mariah, take a fan on a private jet. And the community uses Jam Token to pull it together. And then it, she can accept or reject the proposal. And if she accepts it, she gets the, the jam that was pulled together. And if she rejects it, fans get the jam that was pulled together. They get it back, distributed back to their wallets. Who's who's creating most of these experiences? Is it more the artists or the or like the fans themselves are proposing them? Both. It's pretty even around the. It, it depends. Has anyone done that private jet one you were yeah, talking so about? We actually, just took a fan on a private jet for with Mariah Carey to the songwriter's induction ceremony, and one of her community members created the NFT. And from there, um, they we actually raised a ton of money for charity for Make-A-Wish and for Fresh Air Fund. And the fan got to experience something really incredible. And we, I mean, it was awesome. I got to actually be there as a part of the experience. And it was just really, really cool to see her community come together all for charity, but also to experience this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, which was a huge moment of Mariah getting inducted into the Songwriters Hall of Fame. You think these artists will use the data, the transactional data of how this all plays out to prove out their their own like self-worth. Like Mariah Carey can point to this. Does she have, will there be numbers in a community size? How does it, how does it look like? Is there an app? Yes, there's an app and well, it's, you can have any type of data is there available for the artist and for the creator and for whoever's in charge of the community, the, the owner of the community and for the admins. And so all of that data is extremely valuable to them because there's no more guessing. Right now on social platforms, we've worked with so many creators and they'll spend so much time doing some piece of content or whatever it might be. Yeah. And then they put it out there and their fans actually don't want that. And so what we're really trying to do is make help it make it easier for creators to make decisions and make smart decisions that are going to lead to real ROI in, in investing in their content and by doing by putting the fans in the driver's seat with them that really helps that entire process. What's it like? I want to go back to launching a token because because I just had this conversation with someone the other day who has, you know, an amazing community and 
they want to understand the idea of like using a token for for fan loyalty you know kind of what type of decisions did you have to make because those type of people are listening to the show yeah when creating a token i would say it's definitely a huge transition just coming from a web 2 world and then merging r2 world which is like web 3 and the mainstream now and just deciding all the tokenomics and the utility and everything and how it's really going to work so that we can really become decentralized. I think when any company is going from becoming web two and centralized and then making and doing that transition, it's a huge one and making all of those tokenomics and what is the real utility behind the token and making sure that it works for all types of creators. I think that process is, it's a very big one and getting the whole team to make that huge leap and transition and change their way of thinking is something that I think is really difficult, but also extremely rewarding. Now you have this like tokenized world out there. It's not only GeoGem, but there's this whole like everyone has, you know, you have different types of proposal pools, creative creator access pools now. Or is there like a governance that's that is involved here? Why would someone other than wanting to take part in like a fan experience or something like that? Why else would someone be holding these tokens? So someone would be holding these tokens because they have ownership over their different communities. So they can use their tokens to participate in these creator access pools. And creator access pools are almost like these communities that you can gain access to through our jam token. And when you have a sense of ownership through these communities, that's when you're able to submit proposals and polls and make decisions within these communities and contribute to the community treasury, which... The community treasury is every community has a community treasury. And if you're a part of a community, you can use, make decisions on how we should spend that community treasury together. So it's really the sense of the governance is you can look at every community on GeoJam as a micro economy and they make their own decisions for that community. This is like the first time though. I mean, could you, could you think of any, any examples of like an old type of business that, that was doing just this? I mean, what other, how do you have, the relationship between usually it's owned by the record labels, right? Like controlling everything, all the fan experiences. Yeah. I think right now, mainly every decision-making when it comes to a creator has been extremely centralized. And I think that's a part of the problem. And GeoGam, when we first launched, we saw the like what fans can do for a creator. That was like the first time that we reversed that relationship and rewarded fans for being fans. And the power that they, they are your army and they're the most important thing. They're the reason for your success. And so letting them contribute to your decision makings rather than a marketing agency, like you can put them to work essentially just saying, Hey, let's get my album. Let's get my album to number one, or let's sell out my merch line. Any of the, that's a proposal that a creator can send to their community. That is just really unique to GeoGM, but also even me realizing when we went into cryptocurrency. GeoGM took that leap. That was the very first time that I saw that your community could do stuff for you. All of a sudden your crypto your crypto community, the Jam token community is sending me designs and sending me all these things and they're doing stuff for us, not that we're, not because we're paying them, but because they want to. They're designing merch and all of these different things. And so what is already happening in cryptocurrency, we're trying to bring to the mainstream and to entertainment industry. It's so it's so interesting that you say that you never thought that you'd have a community that would work for you. There's no examples of this really in the past. This is like almost I hate to use the term like an army, but you're building out this community of people that now are like financially, but also emotionally incentivized to want to make your company a success. And it really is a beautiful thing. 
and and the cool thing is there doesn't need to be like exclusivity or loyalty for the community, right? Like you can have folks who are part of the GeoJam community, but they can also be a member of another community. They could be, they could like other projects. There's no, our whole industry, and I like to push this message, can work together. Has any other blockchain ecosystem or or, or company helped you guys uh, get to where you are today? Have you gone it alone or is there anyone, what blockchain have you built on? So we built on Ethereum, but we definitely have not gone on in this alone. We worked with Constellation Network originally, and they were in, amazing to us. They've helped us so much just tap into community. They really, the CEO over there really made me realize the power of community in crypto. So it was an honor to be able to work with the founders there. And they, and besides that, like what we're trying to do is we really do believe that all these cryptocurrency and decentralized communities should work together. And so what we've done is we've created a, de, um, a read and write wallet so that anybody can create, um, connect their wallet to the GeoGM platform and then gain access to communities based on their holdings. So if you're any other blockchain, you can come on here and govern and engage in a fun and unique way, any type of decentralized community. So if you have an NFT project, anything that you might have, we really want to become the number one reason why you're engaging engaging and governing in a fun way, um, no matter what type of community you are. Like, give me an example. So let's say that you have the Board Ape community. If you connect your okay. Board Ape, it's in your wallet, then you would unlock the Board Ape community. And now you can all engage and make decisions and have fun. The community can submit proposals, polls, and competitions. Oh, so you've created almost like a like a white label skeleton for, for different type of communities to, to be able to, to work together. Exactly. So if I want to send a proposal to your community and you want to send one to mine, we can work together to send proposals to each other as well. Now, like I totally get how, if you have, if, if you're an artist who has a following and you're already someone who's established, this would be a great platform for you. They're a great platforms. Like if I come to some of these platforms, I have a, a base that could follow me through. How how does Web3 help like the emerging artists, the one that we've never heard about? I watched um, BJ Novak is coming out with a phenomenal movie called Vengeance. He wrote it, starred in it, and directed it. And he's a guy, one of the creators of The Office. He also wrote the theme song and he's in The Office too. And he plays a podcaster in the in the movie. And this was, you know, he talked a lot about this in the movie. It was that like you have emerging artists, you have emerging people, and how do they get how do they get themselves out there? Yeah, of course. Web3 is so interesting because what it does for an artist or creator or really gives, it gives everybody access to community. That's the number one thing that it does. Rather than, it's so difficult for a new or emerging artist to go get signed by a record label or get, or they do sign with a record label and now they're taking most of their profit yeah. and revenue. And so Web3 allows ownership over your own art, right? The creator now can get their the word out there and have ownership. There's so many different things. There's Audius, right? Where you can go and release your music now and that you don't have to go sign to a record label. And so there's so many platforms that are in Web3 that are giving artists and creators the opportunity to own a piece, of, to continue to have ownership over their art, but also give fans the opportunity to have ownership in creators. And I think that's what's so interesting is that your fans really could become your biggest supporters financially and, and just for being fans. Do you have this like super fan mechanism at all? Yeah. So for super fans, I mean, the super fans on GeoJam are 
our bread and butter. They are on there. They are supporting the artists in every single way. They're spending upwards of five hours a day on our platform. Oh, and, man. and they are, they're the ones that are getting things in the jam shop constantly. They're getting, you know, anything from a piece of merch to a really cool experience. But the super fans are constantly on the platform, constantly finding new ways to promote a specific creator or an artist. Do you, um, do you get any pushback from from anyone, from any traditional companies in the space, from any investors or VCs? Do, do people, anyone tell you how this this may not work? I'm sure you get because there's a lot of theoreticals, right? You have to you have to want this community type of mechanism to work on its own, and because you've created like an open ended token now. Yeah, pushback. I think we actually got more pushback when we were Web two. I really do think that I really, I really do think that just because we had this, this digital currency that didn't really have a value besides what we said it was valued at. And now there's just so much more opportunity for the artists. The artists on GeoJam would actually just do the experiences previously because they wanted to connect with their fans. But now they're able to monetize these experiences with our jam token. So I think we're able to scale a lot better than we were because I'm not just convincing an artist to come on here yeah. to promote their album. They actually can earn from doing these experiences and connecting with their fans. I mean, it, it's a great it's a great sell. I mean, if you're an artist, do you require like loyalty from from the artist? They can be on other platforms as well. It just depends. Some of them are really engaged. Like Mariah Carey is one who's extremely involved in GeoJam. She was one of the first artists to ever come on. But we let them. They are all on other platforms as well. It just depends. The interesting thing, I think that's different now, you it's you actually mentioned this earlier and I, I'm happy I remembered it, was that like with Web 2 and all this other stuff, or like at least six, seven years ago, if you had if you had this, if you launched GeoJam and you had Mariah Carey, they probably, A, anyone didn't understand the whole token blockchain thing or and B, didn't care, anyone. Now, you probably like, the, the understanding that a lot of these artists have of, of this technology is like, you're like, okay, you get it. Great. All right, let's go. Like, you don't even have to explain to them anything anymore. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Timing is everything. I think in any type of technology that you launch, timing uh, really helps you. That's it's everything. I, I, I just think timing is really like, right now is the best time to be in cryptocurrency and the blockchain and Web3. That you, I think it's the best time right now because artists are and creators are they know about it. Maybe they haven't jumped in, so you could be the first to bring them there. But they at least are educated oh, cool. about it, and so it's a really good time to be able to work with them and be the first to launch their. I Mariah Carey was our. We launched her very first NFT, so that was just really. It's really awesome that there's a lot of artists that still haven't jumped into the space, and especially when you're targeting a mainstream audience. They really sent seem to appreciate that what was that um specific process like what was it just one day that everyone was holding tokens in their wallet that couldn't be withdrawn into, into a blockchain and then like you just had a, an airdrop type of thing and then they could re like what is the actual mechanics of converting from a non-crypto token into a crypto token most people don't know the answer to this yeah i of course so right now we are actually the jam points in the platform currently we haven't converted them yet, but we'll be converting them at the end of this quarter. And so for us, we're just doing one of one jam points to jam. And oh, I like that. So you announced it in the in advance. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just going to be super simple. I probably shouldn't have said that. It was a little too early, but I, I now you guys know. Bye. So yeah, we're just doing one of one just because we always, the price, we always valued it at what the price is now. And we were really specific when we went out for our pre-sale and everything that we did about the price, what we thought it was worth based on our jam points and our experience. So it's a, our token is a true utility token. And so, and so is our yeah, in-app currency. And so that we wanted yeah. to keep it really similar. You already have a product built, a mechanism built, a community working. It's all, it's the perfect, it's the, like, if you told me what would be a great token, I would say, here's a great one that's already out there, a community already, you know, let's convert them into a, a block. That's the way we should be doing it. We should be converting existing communities. Like my friend is part of this like hundred year old Ferrari car community where they have their little tokens that they trade between each other around the world. Like these are the perfect type of communities. Uh, it's so cool. It's like, it's very novel. So how do you, and it's another deep question, but how do you, you sit with a spreadsheet and like just the title of the spreadsheet is like token economics. And then you just almost like come up with different, just war game, different ideas and stuff like that. Is there examples that you've taken from? And I'm asking because this is not talked about at all anywhere. And I'm constantly being asked the same questions. Like Charlie, who can I talk? In fact, after the show's over, I'd love to introduce you to someone in LA who's trying to do a token. And so, yeah, like this is exact perfect. But yeah, anyway, sorry. Definitely a process. My co-founder, Justin, and my co-founder, Sam, Justin, we were like, Justin, okay, you're going to convert. You're going to figure out our tokenomics. Let's just, just try to do a sheet. Yeah. And I remember he didn't leave his office for a day probably three weeks just doing the tokenomics and then he would bring it to me and I'd be like, no, does it, we'd always find holes in it. So I think it's really trial and error and trying to figure out what works for you based on the way people are utilizing your token. I don't know how companies that don't have utility build tokenomics. That seems really difficult, but for us, sure, we had some data on the utility of our token already because we had an in-app currency. And so it was easier to do our tokenomics, but still it's such a journey. Yes. You sit with, spreadsheets and it's trial and error there's always going to be it's kind of like doing projections for your company as well or anything that it might be but it's always trial and error i think no matter what you're trying to put together and if you mess up one little thing then it changes everything and you have to restart i this is i think it's no matter what in any entrepreneurship it's always trial and error and until it fits for you and until it fits for your community as well do you think speaking of trial and error do you guys think that what we've understood as NFT in the last year is what, you know, that the fact that you work with creator communities, fans, artists, all across different spectrums, do you believe that what we are currently seeing as utility for the NFT, is that what it's going to be in the future? Or if you look at like the first year or two of the token was the ICO world, but now token is like completely different. Do you think what we saw is, the boom of NFTs be completely different or will they be like these? And I'm talking about from an artist perspective, not like a home mortgage is, you know, turning that into an NFT perspective, but like from an artist perspective, music, you know, film content, is that, is that, is this where we're going? I think we've only been gone to see a glimpse of the utility of NFTs. I really do. I think NFTs, there's so much, I've actually spoken on a few panels just about NFTs beyond the art. And there's just so much that we can do. I, there's so much value that could be stored into it and access that could be provided through it. And you'll see a little bit about that in GeoGM 2.0 and how we're thinking through 
NFTs and the governance that could be stored into them and the mechanics of the experiences and what you should actually have access to. But I do think that there are a lot of people like ourselves that have really put together experiences and creators through an NFT. And like, if it's as simple as like a boarding pass, like it was for Mariah, and then you've got access to that. I think that there's going to be a lot of that, but I think that's even still the beginning of what NFTs can do. And I'm really excited to see what the space comes up with. I know it's something that we've been definitely focused on and thinking through. And we turned our, as a part of going from web two to web three, we turned our entire jam shop into NFTs, whether it's a t-shirt or an experience. And so I think there's a lot more that we'll begin to see, but I'm, and I'm really excited to see what the space does. That's so cool. And that's a really great, you know, that's a really great explanation of, because I see people on panels all the time and they also don't really understand or explain what's going on. But like you said, and this is the key, it's it's just so each NFT, if you look at them as like a single thing, like a piece of Lego, it constantly can be written to. So it's almost like this this website that's movable, that's attached to the identity of the individual person. So if you are a listener right now and we're at the like the watershed or the cusp, of the NFT boom, if you will, what would your advice be to, to those folks? What should they be doing, not just with GeoJam, but with all these other communities? Like, should they just collecting as many NFTs as they can? Is that the best advice? I think that it's really about finding what community works for you I and thinking about it, not just because it has hype or it might have, just really thinking about what do, what do you want to be a part of and what what kind of change do you want to see? And I think it's all about the community. And that's what I think about through NFTs. I know when I purchase NFTs, I'm really thinking about what is this community doing? How can I be a part of it? Can I add value? And I think that's the most important thing, not to just buy tons of them because it's not just about, it's really about the utility and what it can give you access to. I know for me, World of Women was a big one just because it really showed the power of women in Web3. And that was really exciting to me. And so I think it's really important to think about do your research and your due diligence on the community and what they're doing and what they're about and the utility of the NFT, not just about the hype and what might be worth one day. Yeah, because if you make the value, then other people will see the potential value. But if you chase the value, you're going to lose. Exactly. That's great advice. Sarah, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and coming on Untold Stories today. Can I introduce you to my friend, actually, after the show's over? Of course. I would love to. I had yeah, so much fun with you. Thank you so much. Thank you.